0: Hey there folks, this is Erica coming to you before we start the podcast proper. Just wanted to uh, do a little housekeeping here. We have a little bit of an audio issue with this podcast, a little bit of uh, odd buzzing noise, hopefully not too annoying. We apologize for that because we're talking about a super annoying movie today. So hopefully in the future we can figure out a way to uh, clean up the audio a little better for your folks, but wanted to jump up here let you know about it right quick before we start. We are also featuring a theme tune this episode, so hopefully you enjoy it. It's called Mining by Moonlight by Kevin McLeod. You can find all of his work at Incompetech.com. He's got a whole bunch of royalty-free music. I highly recommend checking it out. Most of the uh, Puma Knife uh, podcasts use his, uh, use his music, so definitely go check him out. He's got some good stuff on there. Uh, Enough rambling from me. Enjoy today's episode, and we will talk to you in just a few seconds here. There would be some burst of anger as we began.
1: You, you always start, so... I, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't want to take your
0: place. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hello out there, and welcome to another episode of After the Movie. How are you? Hopefully you're doing well. This, this lovely evening. I'm sitting across from a very angry man. See, normally uh, uh, the captain over here doesn't get too pissed... When I drag him to various movies, I think he might actually divorce me. with this one, guys, you should have seen the puss in the theater. And the movie that we're talking about, of course, is Transformers: The Last Night. And of course, welcome, folks, to after the movie, America, Bob. This is very. Ooh, you can you can hear it in his voice, folks. But we're gonna we're gonna stall out on the on the Fury. On the Rage and the Fury and the Sniffs, because Bob the Dog is with us as well. And we're going to take a quick uh, left turn to the trailer park.
1: Uh, I don't know if it's going to be quick, but (laughs) it is certainly a left turn. Uh, There
0: were a few things, like, and we went through uh, a little bit of a rigmarole before we started recording here. So I very distinctly remember there were a few things that we wanted to talk about with the trailers this time. Yes. So let's...
1: Well, well, well let's as always I, I took my list of trailers and uh, we'll like roll I said
0: it. I'm totally gonna start bringing a notepad when we go to these movies.
1: First up, just just to start this whole movie going experience, the first trailer we get hit with we we are greeted to our wonderful president, Donald Trump. I got right off the bat.
0: I was like what is this? Why are you doing this to us? Like, I don't know what I thought it was, but I heard I hear that voice, and it's like a fucking railroad spike going through my ear. But uh, we were getting a sequel to An Inconvenient Truth, which I'm sure Al Gore thought was, Oh, this is great. We were in the Paris Climate Accords, going in the right direction, and then we my, elected an idiot who knows nothing about nothing. My
1: understanding is...
0: They re-edited...
1: They had to go back and do, do a lot of rework.
0: Well, because we're watching the preview, and they show the Paris Climate Accords, and everybody's crying. Oh, my God. We we did it, guys. We did it. And I turned to Bob, and I'm like, wow, he's got to be really fucking angry about that Not just for that reason, but for selfish
1: reasons as well. Yeah.
0: So watch Waterworld, folks, because that's <laughs> going to be a documentary here in a minute. I'm right. sorry if you guys are in other countries. America's
1: fucking piece of shit. Actually, half our listeners are conservative, and they now left us.
0: That's fine. I don't want you assholes listening to me
1: anyway. But if
0: you did, thank you for being an adult and being able to listen to
1: uh, other people's viewpoints. Yes.
0: Thank you for hanging out. I appreciate it.
1: Uh, After an Inconvenient Sequel, we got Detroit.
0: Was it called an Inconvenient Sequel?
1: Uh, I believe so. Okay.
0: Kathleen Bigelow. That's her name. She directed um, The Hurt Locker. Yep. And what's the other movie? They said it in the poster. I don't remember, though. Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, okay. And she's doing Detroit. Oh, okay. And that actually looks pretty good.
1: Yeah. Then we got Thor again, which we've talked about.
0: At length, at yes.
1: Quite a bit, yeah. Uh, Despicable Me 3.
0: I think the less said... Oh, no, that you had something you wanted to say about that, didn't you?
1: What was it about Despicable Me 3? Wasn't
0: there like an Eminem song being Oh, used? yes.
1: So this is your... This is your lighthearted kids movie, you know. And I could be wrong. It could just really sound like Eminem, but it's totally Eminem. I'm
0: pretty sure that was an Eminem song.
1: It's like I don't care. He could be singing. He could just be doing covers of, you know, children's songs.
0: You're not I would pay so much money to go to a concert putting, of Eminem singing Why are you putting songs?
1: Eminem in your children's movie?
0: For the adults. I've never seen any of Despicable Me movies. I heard so the, first the first one's one. pretty good. The minions elude me. I don't really get them at all.
1: It just seems like a weird decision in a world that is so concerned about image. But What do you mean a world that is so concerned about image? Well, anything that could possibly tank a movie... You know, they are they tend to be very careful. It seems like an odd mix, but...
0: The- I think that's just firmly pointed at... I mean, one, you have an audience that has grown up with these movies. Right. You have the adults that are taking the kids to the movies. You have the teenagers and younger adults that just go see these movies to see these movies. Right. That's who that same thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a weird
0: It's an odd choice.
1: So odd choice.
0: The uh, movie also looks like garbage, but that's you you knew that up
1: Yeah, no, it looks awful. Then oh I missed the first Dunkirk. I get Dunkirk. They did something
0: kicking. really weird with the Dunkirk
1: trailer. Yeah. They they, they actually did four
0: they cut mini it trailers. Well, and it was the everything we've seen already and they stick it in between the other trailers.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I think they're going for that like TikTok lotion. Something that kind of evocative of that, yeah. it failed on a massive level.
1: No, because it was just annoying.
0: I'm already jacked for Dunkirk, so it's just like, just show the trailer and let's get on with our lives.
1: Right. It, it was just very jarring. It was an odd thing to do. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I don't I don't mind that they try something, but... It just uh, seemed like a weird thing to try. But it failed. Don't do it, it again. It failed. Don't do it again. No. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man, which we've seen eight million trailers for. Yeah. we've probably seen half the movie now. Uh, Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet, War for the Planet of the Apes,
0: which I think looks good, but I still haven't seen the other two. Neither. So. I know uh, you have no interest.
1: I really don't care. It's not. I've never had any interest. It in, like even the old movies. Never I don't know if I've ever actually
0: seen them. I've seen the Tim Burton remake from like two thousand or two thousand one with Mark. E. Mark. Funny enough And I actually just listened to the We Hate Movies uh, uh, Episode on that one again And it's 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 delightful
1: And then last but not least Definitely least uh, Daddy's Home 2 Oof uh. <laughs> Which uh,
0: Oh that's what I wanted to talk about When did we forgive Mel Gibson? I don't know Because he directed a few movies He just did Hacksaw Ridge He got nominated for a bunch of shit mm-hmm. And now we're allowing him back? Evidently, you can come back. He's out of Hollywood jail now?
1: I guess. Well, good for him. Well, he's always been a good storyteller. Well,
0: I Braveheart is probably in my top ten all time. I love that movie. It's a great movie. He's a very good filmmaker. He's just crazy. Good actor. He's just a fucking crazy douchebag.
1: See South Park.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, see that fucking terrifying call and his Holocaust-denying father. Like... Yeah. Okay.
1: Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's out there. He's
0: a good filmmaker. He's a very good filmmaker. He is. He knows how he knows how to make himself a movie. Yes. Yeah. Unlike the director of the the film that we watched today. Correct. Which maybe is a little unfair because his movies make money. Michael Bay's movies make a ton of fucking money.
1: Well, I th- the the. Brings up.
0: Are we the, leaving? Are we peeling out of the trailer park?
1: We are peeling out of the trailer, out of the trailer since park since you made that segue. Oh, uh, did you have
0: more to say about Daddy's Home too? No,
1: not at all. It, it always it raises the question of you know what? How do you define success in directing? Because you know if is it critical acclaim you're looking for? Is it just money? Well, studio's just money. Studio's just money.
0: I mean, obviously you want a certain amount of acclaim because you want that trust from the audience. Right. And I don't know if this is the movie that's kind of... People are like, okay, we, we, we're done. Because this was not a full theater. And this yeah. we went on a Friday evening at 7.
1: Right. This should have been packed Pat. house.
0: And there were a lot of empty seats in that theater. Yeah. And I did read earlier this week that this was the worst opening... Of a Transformers movie.
1: It is. And uh, what I find interesting, you know, I mentioned in the car ride over was, you know, they premiered this on a Tuesday night. It opened on a Wednesday. Well,
0: it's like they do if you open on a Friday. Right. You can still go on a Thursday. Right. So, what you,
1: we so you, could, you could have been seeing this movie since Tuesday. So guaranteed, when they talk about opening weekend box, they're going to talk about since Tuesday. Oh, for sure. So they're giving themselves two extra days than normal. And, you know, that's weird. And it's, I don't know. It was not, I did not get the feeling from what I saw in the theater.
0: Well, let's just get right down to it. Bob, what did you think of this movie?
1: It's a steaming pile of horse shit. And, and it, what, the worst part of it is you're sitting there with your face literally being held into the shit. For two and a half hours. And we're wheeling you around so it keeps See, digging deeper and deeper.
0: I did not find it that bad.
1: Oh, I, I hated it.
0: No, and it's not a movie that I would ever go back to.
1: Mm-hmm. I have no,
0: no... There's no point in sitting through it again. The acting was terrible. The edit... and it For the us to call out the editing of a movie, it's really fucking bad. You have characters that have no point in being in the film, It, but... No. For all of the... And I I think there's become a new genre of writing since the second movie came out. And it's the genre of the, oh my god, this Transformers movie is so fucking horrible review. Yeah. And they're all hilarious. My favorite, personally, are uh, Rob Brickens' spoiler FAQs. uh, He used to be on uh, Topless Robot which is uh, defunct now. Unfortunately, he writes for IO Nine now, and his spoiler—they're fucking hysterical. Cause mm-hmm. He's actually a really big fan of the toys and the show from back in the day. Right. So he's got that like that passion. That like I, I this is a betrayal of everything that I hold dear. Right. With that first movie, the first movie's fine. It's right. not. It's, it's not great,
1: but it's fine. Good,
0: but they're trying. They're- trying to tell a story in the first movie mm-hmm. the second movie is a cacophony of just like and full disclosure i was tanked out of my fucking mind when i saw the second one i uh, went with my buddy and uh looked at each other actually feel like partway through the previews and i was just like we didn't imbibe nearly enough it's <coughs> just this is gonna be a rough sit and it was it was a very rough sit i think we rented the third one and we watched it with the riff tracks maybe i want to say Skipped four, because...
1: Was that Age of Extinction? Sure.
0: Yeah, and the fourth one, it was the same, just it's it's garbage, it's garbage, it's garbage. So going into this, I... I, Because everyone that I told them, I'm like, oh yeah, like, I'm kind of stoked to see it. They were like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Yes. (laughs) But you go in knowing it's not going to be good. I have no expectation for this. You know how you say, like, oh, I'm gonna go to a movie and I don't have any expectation? That's bullshit. You always have expectation for a movie. Right. I know what I'm going into with this. There's a base-level expectation. And I know it's just going to be garbage. And it met that expectation. There was some interesting stuff in there. Like, some interesting ideas. And I... It's just... It's never bore out, though. Because we're cutting constantly. (laughs) I think it's got more cuts than fucking Requiem for a Dream. You're just like... And that's a movie about fucking heroin use and, like, amphetamine-like addiction. It's, like, insane. You're all over the place. Like, oh, we're establishing a shot, and then we're taking you to a location in that establishing shot that we didn't establish. Right. So it's very, like, jarring and, oh, fuck, where the hell are we? And then I I turned to you and I said to you in the theater, it's like they looked through the Wikipedia they're like, oh, the Quintessence, that's kind of cool. We can, we, That's a cool name, we can use that. Oh, the Headmasters, they were a thing, too. Yeah, he's a Headmaster, yeah. It, he's not at all, because he's just a C-3PO ripoff, which they're like, oh, we'll be clever and call that out in the movie. Yeah, no, nah, nah. no, he's a C-3PO ripoff. That's fine. He had some charm, I enjoyed him. His name was Cogsman, which I found delightful. But no, and yeah, like, Hot Rod, like, no, that's not, like... And again, I'm not well-versed in the lore or anything. I'm curse-free. Look at Wikipedia and you figure this stuff out. But that, like, these these were characters at one point that had personalities. Right. And even the main, like, robots, your Optimus, your Bumblebee, your Megatron, have no personality. It's just, we're here for the big fucking 45-minute long, insane, like, destruction at the end of the movie... Right. And that is the only purpose that we serve. Right. Well, and the, uh, let, let me let me throw this at you. Because this is definitely what it seemed like to me. And I, I remember hearing about this I either um, on the We Hate Movies podcast or on io9 or something. This, and having seen the movie, it definitely seems this way. This feels like they had a King Arthur script mm-hmm. that was unused... That maybe Michael Bay wanted to to do. Yep. And they were like, no, make the Transformers movie because those make a fuck ton of money. So Michael was like... (laughs) And just crammed those two scripts I use in quotation marks together. And that's what we got on screen. Because as I was watching, I'm like, this is all very steeped in like you know, the Arthurian-like kind of lore, and not really, like, Steve, let's not, let's not get crazy here, but you're aping a lot of that imagery, and just it, it really felt to me like there is a hour-and-a-half long, insane King Arthur movie in here, mm-hmm. that if you edit all of the robots out, yeah, you could have a decent movie.
1: Well, what's annoying about it is, I think if you take the core concept of it, There is a fairly reasonable base for a dumb movie, don't get me wrong, but...
0: A fun movie. In
1: the right hands, a fun movie. Right. A lot of the problem I have with this movie is just the incredibly stupid dialogue. The dialogue's pretty bad. And everything needs to be a sex joke. Um, What's my goal
0: there? That's yeah. just, like, it's like fucking Zack Snyder. It's, it's those, the dude bros of Hollywood. Right. Well, what did I say to you? There's that one sequence where, well, one, they don't care about like character continuity at all. No. Cause the chick had a belt on at one point and the belt was gone. And then the shirt, the fucking like neckline is all over the fucking place. There's this one scene where she very clearly grabbed it and pulled it up, said her tits weren't hanging out. But in the very next shot, you just know Bay went up to her and I was like, nope. Ah, there we go.
1: Well, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm sure if you went up to Michael Bay and say, oh, what was the point of that dumb polo scene? And he'd come back with, well, it's so, sh- you know, she can do this thing during the, the battle.
0: But she didn't do anything
1: polo-esque. But she didn't do it. In, no.
0: No, no. Not that I remember. Like, no, I put it in there because the Englishman was like, oh, you're single. You don't have a
1: boyfriend. Oh, right. Were, that's, what a bitch. Right. And it's like, oh, we had to establish that. You don't have to establish that. No. One. We, we didn't,
0: didn't need that scene at all.
1: No. That was completely... Put, you could so have met her. Scenes.
0: Well, that's the thing with the Michael Bay movie, though. It's so... At least these Transformers movies. Since the... Because the first one, I don't remember being like okay, that doesn't need to be there, that doesn't need to be there. And it's been a minute since I've watched that movie, but I don't remember sitting there just being like, there's so much in here that we just don't need.
1: The entire thing in Chicago, completely unnecessary.
0: Yes, you didn't need that girl character.
1: No, you didn't need her at all. You could have gotten...
0: Also, that is not where Soldier Field is.
1: It wasn't trying to be Soldier Field to be fair.
0: Yes it was but no, but no. Fuck you. You're gonna shoot in Chicago well, and you're gonna say Chicago. Would, why would you Soldier do, Field is next to the lake, face. Why would face. you
1: do a fake stadium? I, I don't I don't whatever. Know.
0: One, you didn't really do anything with it. It wasn't like you were running around the state like the action set piece wasn't in the stadium. Right. It was on a sound stage. A very obvious sound stage. <laughs> but and that's that's fine, all movies do that. But I get a little annoyed when it's it's Chicago.
1: Yeah, there's just so much that it's like, if you you make it simple and cut it down...
0: Well, it doesn't need to... How long was the movie? This is two hours hours
1: and 29 minutes. It
0: doesn't need to be two and a half hours.
1: No, this could have been closer to 90.
0: You could have done this in 90. Especially because at this point... Well, this is another problem. In theory, you have all of the lore set up, but... They don't follow continuity. And again, we haven't seen the fourth one, so mm-hmm. who knows. But from what I've read, they don't follow continuity from movie to movie. Right. Like Megatron has died, been resurrected. And it's just like, I think he was Galvatron at one point, which is like a thing that happened in the in the old canon as well. It, it's just like, you're getting to a point where you're that boss in a Final Fantasy game. That keeps coming back. Your ultros from Final Fantasy Six. Where he just like, Oh, you guys beat me fifteen times already, but here I am again. (laughs) Super scary. (laughs) And it's just like, okay, yeah, no menace, no whatever. That was cool they got Frank Welker back to do his voice.
1: I appreciated
0: that. I think that's
1: I think one of the part uh, part of the problem with the Transformers as movies is that you can't have Transformers without Megatron. He is so crucial to, you know, people's understanding of Transformers that it's hard... If you do a movie and you don't have them, they're like, well, where's Megatron?
0: But, Bob, I don't know that people... Like, the people... The general movie-going public goes, goes and sees these movies gives a shit. Like, the Probably fat not. nerd, the you or I that go and know who Megatron is and appreciate Frank Welker as the voice... Yeah, maybe it'd be a little weird that he's not there. But the general public does not give any kind of.
1: Maybe not, but I could see from a filmmaking perspective having that view. um, Because you are working with the source. You're looking at it from a distance. You're you're, perusing
0: the Wikipedia page. You know? They're like, oh, yeah, okay. Hot Rod, that's a cool name. Oh, they could do like a car thing with him. Car things, that's kind of our jam. At Lambo was pretty cool looking
1: though. The Lamborghini was awesome. Lamborghinis are great, or I don't know about great, but they're awesome cars.
0: <sighs> but no, I think well, and here's the thing: you could if you're so concerned about sticking to like, the, the, like recognizable characters, mm-hmm. then make the characters recognizable. Right. Oh, can we talk about the Suicide Squad like fucking prisoner exchange thing they did in the middle of this movie?
1: Yeah, for no reason.
0: So what happens, it's so... It just it feels like there's 15 different movies in here that have just been crammed all together just for the sake of, like, oh, well, we had all these budgets, whatever, let's just throw out a Transformers and see what we can do. Mm -hmm. It's in the middle of the movie, and they do, like, a... You know how when they introduced all of the, the characters in the Suicide Squad? Right. And they throw the name up on the screen? They do that for these... Decepticons, and it's just like, where is this coming from? This right. makes no sense, doesn't fit with what you've done so far in the movie, and is just bonkers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to put
0: it. I mean, at this, I mean, again, I came in thinking it was going to be uh, bad, and I, I was not disappointed, but in knowing that it was going to be bad, I was able to enjoy myself. You were miserable the entire time.
1: Uh, you know it, what? Towards the end of the movie, where it's just one action set piece to the next.
0: Well, and I thought the action was, was decent, but it—you it, could actually kind of like tell what was going on. Right. Oh, we there. Oh my god! Like so much is flooding back now. The, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm get all excited right now. I'm paralyzed. Paralyzed with excitement. Well, it gets to beat so much. That it's just like there's no tangibleness to any of it because it's all just a big
1: computer program. Why was Tony Hale in this movie?
0: Because he needed to uh, get that
1: summer house on the lake. I mean, good for him. He had, there was no reason for him to be in the movie.
0: Well, it was weird to get like a name for that role.
1: Right.
0: It was bizarre because it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Tony, Hale, that's Buster. Mm hmm. Why? No idea. It was just—it was distracting. There was was
1: another piece of the movie that could have been cut altogether. We didn't need that at all. No. You know, because I could totally see, you know, doing the scene where you get the scientists that that identify that this thing's coming.
0: Right. But they do that at the beginning of uh, Independence Day, though. Yeah, I
1: was was thinking the same thing.
0: Don't see those people again, and that's fine. And it's a that guy actor. You're like, oh, it's that guy.
1: And I mean, they do have that. I was talking about another Michael Bay film, uh, they do have it in Armageddon, but the science is ultimately what saves the day.
0: I worry about going back and watching
1: Armageddon. Don't, don't,
0: you shouldn't, yeah, don't. I'm not going to, I have no plans to, but yeah. I remember that as a good ish movie, you know what, because it's big and stupid, but you're not sitting there for three hours.
1: I think the, a lot of the prop or what made, what made Armageddon like a fun movie. Um, He had a lot of charming actors in that movie. Yeah, was, you know, it was pre, Michael Bay making all of the money for every last thing he does, inexplicably. So I would get if I had to guess, there was probably a lot more studio involvement. Oh, maybe at that point in time. Yeah, that's fair. But you know, as he's gone on, and as every Transformer movie just seems to make more and more money, I'm sure the studio's like, "Eh, you know what you're doing. You're going to give us our money back. Right, right. Why do we need to be hands-on?
0: Right, exactly. These people are fucking stupid enough to go and keep seeing these things. Right. And I include myself in that.
1: Um, Well, I didn't want to go. You did not
0: want to go. I went to you. I read um, Lindsay Ellis was tweeting about it, and I was just like, I need to see this spectacular
1: pile of garbage.
0: Stanley Tucci plays Merlin, guys. And it's in like two scenes. But it's delightful.
1: There's just a whole bunch of talked about this a little bit earlier, but a lot of continuity stuff like
0: well, just not only in the movie continuity, but movie to movie continuity. Like
1: movie to movie, doesn't bother me as much. No,
0: that's it's, really good. it's no, important. No, no, no. no, but if you're talking about oh, well, we can't make a transformer if we have to have a certain through line through these movies. We need Megatron as the villain. You need to have you know, Optimus and Bumblebee, which I would argue you need them more than you need Megatron, Mm -hmm. then there needs to be some connectivity between these movies. I mean, we're just like, okay, did the Transformers just, when did they arrive on Earth? Did Megatron crash down, like, in the early 1900s, like you told us in the first movie? Right. Or did they come back in ancient Egypt when they built the fucking thing in the pyramid that I vaguely remember? was gonna like destroy the sun and make energon for them
1: or something like that
0: maybe third one i don't remember except there was like patrick dempsey and it was bizarre and i didn't see the fourth one but there's like dinobots in the fourth one who are in part of transformers lore they also talk and have personalities but let's not get bogged down and who killed who and all that and then in this one it's like oh no the earth is actually a
1: transformer the earth is Unicron. okay is, well, is the Earth Unicron, or is Unicron just within the Earth? I
0: don't know. but We can't ask Orson Welles, he's dead. True. Been dead for a long time.
1: I mean, continuity movie, The movie it's, it's important. It doesn't bother me as much um, as other things, because I can look at a single piece of work and look at it like that. But it is important. But there are things within the movie that... Just makes so little sense that they take you out of it. Like, the, the fight in the town in the middle of South Dakota where... When one shot it looks like a little one hundred person town and then suddenly you've got this giant You're
0: recognizing buildings from like right. New York and LA and Chicago and stuff and it's like This building does not
1: belong in the town.
0: Right, right. It's this little like shit kicker town and then there's like this fifty story building
1: there. It's right. like
0: also, it looks abandoned. Why do the elevator still work? Just like...
1: Why is there a guy mopping the floor?
0: Why is that dog in a stroller? It's it's one of those things where if you're... I'm noticing it in this movie and I'm just having a fucking, like, giggle fest about it. You're watching and you're just like, I'm gonna fucking divorce this bitch and, like, leave for the mountains. And it's... It's... Yeah. it Yeah. Well, and the editing is just like... What is going on, guys? You need to give me a minute to just kind of like, okay, this is where we are. This is what's going on. It's just
1: well, and that's what the dialogue is too. Yeah, like look at the when the girl, whatever her name is, gets Which girl? to the the fourteen year old. Oh, okay.
0: Who did not need to be
1: in this no. movie? No, well, she gets to. Uh Mark Wahlberg's base in South Dakota, is junkyard.
0: I do like that they got from Chicago to South Dakota in twenty minutes? Yeah. You, just, Fifteen? Just five? five? Quick so, jaunt.
1: Yeah. So they she gets there and like the conversation they have like goes through like all the stages of character development. Uh, like, in a minute.
0: Well, and that's the weird thing, because it's like, okay, we're sitting here for two and a half hours, you can establish a relationship between these two characters. Right, if why have... does he give a shit about
1: her? If... Why does she give a shit about him? Right. If, if you're gonna have characters... And, like, with uh, Optimus going back to Cybertron, which I assume at the end of Age of Extinction we find out why.
0: I believe, yes. He...
1: Yes, that's... Because they, they don't tell you jack shit.
0: But see, that's the thing that the I'm saying, of this though, movie. is because you it's, it, it presupposes that you've seen the other movies, right. ergo, there should be some continuity between right.
1: them. Um, and even then, there probably should be a little bit of exposition to say, oh, here's why Optimus left. But-, that, but
0: that's the weird thing, though, right, Bob? Because there's that disconnect. Because it's like, okay, we're just going to dive right in. We're just going to get to it. And we're going to fucking go. But then the movie is two and a half hours
1: long. Right. Well, and, and, you know, he gets the Cybertron and, you know, Quintessa...
0: I was all about her.
1: Does whatever. By the way. But... But then it's a badass, like, lady doing badass shit in the movie, so... But then it was like, that scene happened so quickly. And it was like... Well, that stuff, like... They didn't really establish that she... I mean, they, they did it visually... But it didn't. Ca- it didn't carry enough weight, no. to me that she was able She turned him against Earth,
0: right, right. Well, and I think they end up calling him Nemesis Prime later, which again is a thing that does happen in. I want to say I'm I probably happened in the other continuities, but uh, in Armada, definitely happened. I was a big fan of Transformers Armada. Mostly because like Starscream had a really good arc, and we don't get Starscream in these movies anymore because he's the only Transformer that fucking stays dead. <laughs>
1: away from life.
0: Shut the fuck up. I have almost come to blows over that argument friend. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought again. But no, it's just, it's it's so there are no stakes because nothing matters. Like in that second one, they kill Optimus within like the first 30 minutes and it's like, okay, that happened in the movie. That's the thing that has happened in you know, in the stories, he's coming back.
1: Right. It's like killing Superman.
0: <sighs> but it's it's just one of those, like... How
1: long? The 34, 40, 34 minutes and 40 seconds... It took a while. till we took, got to the reference. To there.
0: <laughs> also, Sami Zayn and Peridot. So we cover all, all bases there.
1: Um, um, but we, if we can go back to even just... You know, because you start talking about Writing And that's, you know, kind of a, a, a higher level part of the art. Let's go back to a more simple, technical part of the art. Aspect ratio. That
0: was really weird. And I want to say it's because part of it was probably filmed for IMAX. Right.
1: This movie kept switching the aspect ratio like, whoa. Yeah, and it was happening like mid-season. Because there are movies, uh, and I'm trying to remember... Dark Knight was one of them. Dark Knight... Where they do switch the aspect ratio. But
0: it's for an entire sequence.
1: Right. And it's very intentional. It's, you know, when Christopher Nolan switches the aspect ratio, there is an artistic reason behind right. it. Not just, oh, I use an IMAX camera for this scene.
0: Well, and if you want to look at, like, a really artistic way and clever way of using it, you go to uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. hmm Where they use the different aspect ratios across the different times where they're telling the story. Right. We'll we'll watch uh, Movies with Mikey Did an amazing video About Grand Budapest It's also an amazing movie Go see it
1: You do a really good job On our podcast Of of talking about Other people's people's
0: podcasts podcasts.
1: And YouTube series It's a
0: fucking shit No one's listening to us Anyway You gotta cite your sources Bob If I talk about something That is something That I heard about Somewhere else Yeah I'm gonna cite my source I'm not just gonna Act like I'm the one That came up with that because I honestly didn't notice that in Grand Budapest until I watched that video. Right. So, but no, here it's just like, and it's like, okay, like, why? They're just, why did they have that date on the submarine? Like, we didn't need that
1: part. No.
0: What's the reason for that?
1: No. No. It's literally because someone in Hollywood said, oh, you can't have a movie without a love interest.
0: But if, and I don't know if it's just in such sharp relief because the last movie we saw was Wonder Woman, where you have a relationship that's built up over the course of a movie. Right. And these two stand in very stark contrast in pretty much every regard. But especially in that regard. Yeah. Oh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? We had Nazis in this movie.
1: There was a Nazi
0: Oh my god, with the fighting of the Nazis. Where's that movie? I'll watch Bumblebee fighting Nazis. Give me that movie. Directed by somebody else, though. Or how about all of the paintings of the robots through time? And we could have mentioned that Hamilton was a fucking uh, Wiccan or whatever the fuck, too. I was a little disappointed that we did not get a uh, Hamilton drop there. With the fuck Michael Bay. Because everybody else was. Right? Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, Washington. Who I, else was up there? Lincoln.
1: Shia LaBeouf.
0: Shia was up there. I
1: was. It was like a really weird thing. Because I'd like to uh, kind of. I almost am interested in this a- aspect. And, you know, did they purely switch off of Shia? Because. They didn't see him as a draw anymore. I think he was just kind of done. Or did he... Was he... You know.
0: You do three of these things and it's like, I need a break.
1: And then... Because
0: you've already made all of the money.
1: Because, I mean, they go with the Wiccans with... Which, of course, if you've seen the first movie, uh, Sam with Wiki.
0: See, and that was... we We were at home. It was like Monday or something. And I was in another room and I hear Bob... You either yelled or you texted it to me. I don't remember, but he was like the fucking Whit and I was like, "Hold up, that sounds terrific. We need to go see this movie." The phone. well, they have like King Arthur saying, "What was it? Um, no sacrifice, no surrender, or something." It was something that they said in the first movie, and it was just like, "Shut, up, King Arthur, stop it." Also, King Ghidorah is in this movie. King Ghidorah is in this movie. <laughs> Which as you know, if you listen to our Concast, I am very I was very jacked for
1: Sorry They were very determined To keep the magic theme Going throughout the movie For some reason Uh,
0: Because she is magic Because she's the last surviving She's like the last Zion of uh, Merlin Merlin. I was so sad that Stanley and Tucci wasn't frozen In that fucking casket Right. I so wanted him to just, like, bestow the staff upon her. Oh, I was really sad when that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> uh, duh, 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 duh. We also haven't talked about Anthony Hopkins at all. Oh, I was just about to bring him up. We get sidetracked. Uh, Who seems
0: like he's just having a fucking blast. Because <laughs> normally you get one of the uh, older, genteel gentlemen to give uh, a movie like this some gravitas, and they're just like, yeah. Paycheck. Okay, I'm just gonna stand here. I would prefer to be sitting down for most of it. Just what? What do you need from me? and See,
1: I'm, Brando.
0: Yes, and I'm gonna <laughs> give you like maybe a thirty percent. Like I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not. And no. like
1: no, I'm not. Uh,
0: he seemed pretty game for everything. He
1: was like, wait, you just want me to curse and say weird shit? I could
0: totally fucking do that. Like, <laughs> let's just let's just do it, man. Because well, he's we... got to be at the point where he's just like... I've only got a couple years left. Because he's got to be pretty up there, no? Oh, yeah. He's just... I'm just having a good time. Thanks for inviting me to the party.
1: Yeah. There were there were a lot of scenes where... Like, they went out of their way to have their characters curse.
0: Well, that's just a Michael Bay thing.
1: Like, he yeah, had the kids curse.
0: It's look how mature I am. He I'm had an adult boy.
1: The robot... Or the C-3PO clone... All oh, the robot's curse. Oh, yeah. I mean, Anthony Hopkins. It was just weird. It's just so forced.
0: But it's, uh, look, we we have a PG-13 rating. Let's say shit as much as we can. It's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. How adults. Oh, what else? Oh, my God. Because we're just talking about one thing. Because apparently, like... Anthony Hopkins character had met Bumblebee at one point and he's like, oh yeah, bumblebee totally like fought in World War II and then we cut to Bumblebee fighting in World War II. <laughs> like the robot these Autobots have been there throughout like all of history, which is also like, okay, so did they just first come down with Meg like was Megatron the first? obviously not then like what is going on guys? I mean, I was so down with just the Autobots just having been there. like fine, whatever. But <laughs> they cut to this building and you've got the fucking like Nazi iconography and then they just start wrecking Nazis and it's it's choice.
1: It's delightful. Yep, because um, uh, in, just in case you've uh, missed anything of 20th century history,
0: Nazis are bad.
1: Nazis are evil and um, they should be killed.
0: And if not killed, always punched in the face. At least punched in the face. And then caught on video and set to music. <laughs> oh, that's all I did that day. It was a wonderful <laughs> Saturday.
1: <sighs> we oh, this We've in the fucked up world. Ah.
0: Oh, very fucked up world. Oh, I feel like there's so much... Oh, I thought the ending was... When they're, like, in the trenches and, like... During that big fight, very evocative of like trench warfare or like World War Two. I don't know if you felt that same way. Yeah, kind of. Like when the planes crash and then they're all like, I I don't know. That just very it felt very like.
1: I I thought he did. uh, He's trying
0: to tie it back thematically or whatever.
1: I don't know how much that's true.
0: I mean, it's not at all,
1: because I don't think he thinks about that shit. No, but I I will, if I I give him nothing else, I'll I'll give him that. He did a good job of making, you know, creating a situation where you feel like you're just thrown right into the shit. And you know what? I, I can't even give him this much credit, but I could bet, I'd be willing to bet a little bit, that... The entire reason for that dumb scene in Chicago, all the way at the beginning, was so that you could establish the tiny robot that follows its way through so that it could go kill the gun because it's tiny and no one will notice
0: it. I mean, that's probably... Oh, well, and that robot got the fuck. Did you notice that? He said, fuck you, when he shot the gun. When he shot the big gun. Uh, Only it was all, like, garbled. Right. I was like, clever. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the whole reason for that scene, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it almost felt to me like he was auditioning to do another take on World War II.
1: Oh, he's a director. Of course he wants to do another World War Two movie.
0: Because, I mean, Pearl Harbor, I don't know if you call that a World War II movie. It was World War II era, but it wasn't like... It was just like we're blowing up a bunch of fucking ships and shit, and then we're having the Japanese shoot at a hospital, which didn't actually happen. Mr.
1: Bay... I don't so that, know. That's
0: what that sequence felt
1: to me. Yeah, it could be.
0: I don't know. So I don't know that I would... I, he likes, I would his, he likes his fireworks
1: too much. I would not give him a World War II movie. I, I would never give him anything of a serious subject. Something that should be treated with... Um, Some
0: gravitas.
1: Yeah, at all. Some
0: due uh, respect...
1: Yeah, it's... he. You know, he, he does what he does. He makes all the money in the world. Keep him away from that stuff. You know, that's the stuff I want to see in the hands of people like Christopher Nolan. Which is why we're so excited for Dunkirk.
0: Also, um, wouldn't having another celestial body that close to Earth just completely wreck shit anyway? Oh,
1: completely. Okay.
0: I mean, I'm not an astronomer or, you know, a physics gal or anything. But I would think that would just decimate everything. So, well, I'm pretty also,
1: sure it hit the moon as well? Yeah. Also, well, there's so many weird physics things about for one, it feels like Cybertron's size fluctuates. The size of everything fluctuates in this movie. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah. like
0: there was that the Autobots had that ship. Yep. That changed size like 5 times.
1: Right.
0: The Autobots seem to change size like all the time. Cogsmen or Codman, whatever the fuck his
1: name was. Was he shot out as a torpedo? That's but when the... he went to go get the fish, yes. So he managed to get back on the submarine. Yes. That's how submarines work for
0: that entirely necessary scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it was entirely necessary um, with the uh, amassing of British forces surrounding Stonehenge for Anthony Hopkins to walk up, take one shot, and then get blown away.
0: He didn't want to throw away
1: his shot.
0: <laughs>
1: Boom!
0: Well, we had to kill him somehow. I thought it was going to be Old Guy Heart Attack, but I was
1: incorrect. It would have been funnier. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was. They were very clearly trying to establish that theme of sacrifice at the end of the movie, but it, it fell flat on his face. Because no one really, there's no consequences. The only people who die in this movie are the stupid TFS agents, you know. Who who Josh Duhamel says they're gonna kill you. (laughs) We're like, yeah.
0: It was nice that he got another
1: paycheck. um, Good for him. But no, they in in a movie that does that well, you know, going into that final scene. You should feel some level of emotion of, about, you know, the fact that these people are literally giving their lives... For-
0: Shall we go back to a perfect action movie? Which one? Mad Max Fury
1: Road. Okay. So,
0: when they... Max is like, you guys are crazy for trying to go across the salt pans. You're not going to find anything out there. And he's just like, I'm just gonna get on my bike, keep doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes, Nah, we can't do that. We gotta, we gotta just go right back. Let's let's reclaim this territory. And they have that moment of, a lot of us are probably gonna die, but yeah, let's let's do this. And you do feel some connection with those characters, right? So like when um, Nux sacrifices himself so that they can get through. You feel something for that when Furiosa gets ganked. You feel something when the, um, the Volvolini, which is the greatest fucking name ever, when they start getting off. I mean, we've only met them very, very briefly, but you've had moments with them that it's like, oh, okay, we've established something of these, these characters. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I give a shit when they die.
1: Um, a a more recent example, Chris Pine's character
0: in Wonder Woman,
1: that was a very emotional scene. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, because that's just, that's the a really good example of two leads forming a relationship with each other as a movie goes on. And not just right. being like, oh, are boyfriend and girlfriend at the end. Let's kiss.
1: Right. Which is exactly what this movie did. No. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I think a lot of it is, and I mean, you called this out in the movie, uh, was, you know, oh, I'm glad to see that there's still auto car racing. Yeah.
0: Well, because it really <laughs> felt like we were we were going for kind of post apocalyptic a little
1: bit. Right. But then the rest of the, like uh, you
0: know, know the college is still happening. We've okay. got stock car racing. The like shit is still going on. Right. Why was John Turturro in this movie? I have no idea. I mean, it was just like, if you want to talk about, as we did earlier, why, and I know we're, we're jumping all over, we're giving you the uh, experience of sitting and watching uh, one of these later Transformers movies and just jumping all over the fucking place. But it's, it's just like, why? Why is he here? If he's not going to come and join the main cast or do something of consequence, I don't really give a shit. Who cares?
1: No, because what did he do? He ultimately told Anthony Hopkins uh, about... Was it a book? The book. There are a lot of MacGuffins in this movie. It it kind of led them to Stonehenge? I don't... Yeah, no, it did. But she didn't...
0: You could have done that a different way without having that extra character and having those establishing scenes. You could have done... I didn't need to see the robot with the sunglasses on that sounded like Hulk Hogan.
1: Uh, it, you know, fine. it was totally unnecessary, but one of the very few things I did get a chuckle out of in this movie was the idea that Q was like, eh, fuck the rest of you. They can stay here.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed that. The other genuine chuckle I got was when, um... Anthony Hopkins was, you know, kind of running down, "Oh, your mythic destiny," mm-hmm. and Cogsman is like playing the organ in the background. That was fun. I laughed at that. That that did get a genuine like. I mean, I was laughing at a lot of this movie. Let's be real, but that was I was laughing with the movie instead of at it.
1: And I know. And we kind of we kind of talked about this, but you know, we were talking about uh, going back to Anthony Hopkins and like. How like you're you usually add a character like this to to bring you know a level of gravitas to it, but then like there's not one thing he does, one line he delivers with a serious tone, and that isn't interrupted by something in right, or that he doesn't say something stupid, and it's like you can't build up that moment that you're trying to pay off in the battle
0: I don't know that Michael Bay cares about that though. No. I think
1: he. I clearly know.
0: No. I mean the any emotionality that was in that first movie I think was really because of Steven Spielberg because there were those moments that were like oh that's clearly that's Stevie getting right. the hand in there and being like nah maybe you should do this let me try this and then I think he was a lot more hands off in that second one because that's second like, like, I've never done Acid, but I really do feel like watching that movie is what being on Acid is like. Yeah, that's just... Oof, oof.
1: Not good.
0: No. Bad. Tournament of bad. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I really wanted to chat about. Because I did... I talked a lot during this movie. Normally we're pretty quiet, but... Nah. I, I lifted up the middle thing. I made sure I was close so we weren't bothering anybody, but...
1: They're, they're really... Uh, I don't know that there's really much else to say. I mean, it was really long, but the whole movie was plagued by the same problems from start to finish. There was It was bad editing. It was bad dialogue. Yes. Just overall bad writing. It's a writing. bad
0: movie. It's not a good movie. No. It's not. And you've seen better action than this.
1: Yes. It, it's not... I wouldn't even say it's fun bad.
0: See I would. I think if if you've followed these movies through, either you you embrace the fun bad and just you know what you're getting into and it's like okay. Or you just like them. But no. it's uh yeah, yeah. I mean to me, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't watch this movie again. I've seen it once, I've had my fun with it, I'm good. I poked the head back because after three I was like, I think I'm good. I've even said on the show, whenever we were talking, because we saw that fucking trailer. For this movie, you could probably recite it at this point. Uh, I was just like, yeah, no, not interested. But I think if you go in expecting it's it's gonna be trash and being able to laugh at it, I think if you go with a couple friends,
1: well, he, he, you know, here's my
0: Wednesday night late, nobody else is there, you could have a pretty good
1: time. Here's place. my question for you though: oh, Is sure. it even worth that cost though? I think you don't have anything else to do. Uh, but. I... I'm not, I'm not talking about time. I'm talking about money. Like, it's expensive. Oh, no, 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 no I know. But some
0: people like going to the movies. And, yes, it is expensive. But, I mean, you could also just wait until it comes out on I mean, Blu-ray in yeah, a few months. Because I,
1: I could kind of see that, like, I, I would not recommend you go see this movie at all. But if, like, this is, it's your thing to kind of uh, watch bad movies or... What have you? Maybe wait until it comes out. Yeah, and do that at don't, home. Don't don't spend cheapest you're gonna get a ticket for the show is like twelve bucks plus tax, plus snacks at the theater. You know that's the movies are
0: they're not a cheap evening out. No, no, it's so, expensive
1: to go. To Ways, no. You know it, I because I like one of the things I do like about going to a movie. That first weekend is then being able to talk about it with people and... I don't think we knew anybody except for your brother who went and saw this, though. No, and he went that very first showing. That's outstanding.
0: Literally everyone I know who I told that we were going to see this was like, Why? What's the matter with you? more or less and a lot of it is because we do this show and I like having you know some content but it's not a good movie and but you know that already that's the thing right. I think even your brother on some level knows that these are not good movies
1: right well and, and it's okay for a movie to be to be not good. Uh,
0: Oh sure Sure But even like I'm trying to think of another It's that same Well we talked about this When we saw uh, Fate of the Furious Where it's like Why do we really like those movies And we're not really about The Transformers movies And it's because The Fate of the Furious The Furious series Has heart Yeah And has really good characters Right and they've embraced the ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And there's also there's a lot of CG in those movies, but there's also a certain, I don't know, maybe it's the fight scenes and there's like a tangibleness to them where in this it's just all well, it's CG monsters fighting each the other. The
1: chemistry in that mo- those movies. Oh, yes. is it's the is best.
0: Standard. This is all just like banging dolls together like
1: we did when you were a kid. <laughs>
0: felt like I was playing like the DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn at certain points, especially at the end where you've got all those big tendrils from Cybertron all like hanging down and they're like dragging up the earth and right. it, it felt like a video game.
1: Right, yeah, it just doesn't, because think about bad movies that we love, Predator. It's I, a bad movie. Predator
0: is not a bad movie. It Avengers, is a bad movie. It's a good movie.
1: It's a great action movie. I will movie.
0: not sit here and let you disparage the good name of Predator.
1: Uh, let's see, what's that one? I mean, I. one with Tom Cruise. Legend, Legend. I love Legend,
0: but that I that is not a good movie. <laughs> Tim Curry is amazing in that, but it is not a good movie. But I mean, that's the thing. Like it's, it's but it's fun. fun. We've done right. that before. We've had people over and we've watched that and we've shit all over it. Right. Um. Oh, I'm trying to think of another one. like Waterworld. Like that is not a good movie, but I will watch the shit out of that whenever I get a chance to.
1: Anytime, you know, when you have the actors on screen are having a good time and there is some chemistry there, you can usually get a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Wahlberg just looks like he's cashing a check.
0: Well, and he's... You need him in a certain kind of movie. Not this kind of you movie. You
1: need him in Ted.
0: Um, I'm trying to think what I'll see. He's really good in... Uh, he's in The Departed, isn't he? He's in The Departed. He's, he's very good in Departed. good in that kind of shit, where it's little harder, got a little bit
1: more of an edge to him. Like that kind of... I don't think he has the skill set to mix comedic timing with a serious role. You know, he can do do one or the other separately. He uh, can't mesh them. The other
0: thing that I wanted to mention was that I know people go to these movies for like the action sequences, but in a post-Mad Max Fury Road world, where I've seen what people can do with practical effects.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen what just the, the mastery of the craft is. Right. All the CG shit do not do anything for me anymore. No. Be- and there's no stakes in anything. No. It's just, it's all, it's okay. You know, some of those shots of Bumblebee and Optimus fighting on the fucking submarine thing, the ancient submarine was like, okay, that's kind of interesting, but again... I've played the Transformers video games. I've played, you know, was it War for Cybertron or whatever the fuck. I'd almost rather you
1: do a straight animated film.
0: A proper animated movie? I mean, there's still the shows. They still do the animated shows. And from what I've heard, they're all pretty solid. Like I said, I haven't poked my head in since uh, I watched all 52 episodes of Armada. But um, it's it would do better as a... uh, yeah, as a fully animated movie, and with Michael Bay far, far away. Because <laughs> you need you need to give uh, the uh, they're, if even if they're CG characters. Look at like Groot, or look at uh, Rocket, or you know mm-hmm. any of those fully CG characters. It's you you can give them some personality. You can give them some life. They don't just have to be like mm, you know whatever. <laughs> That's dumb. Make me care about your characters. And that's
1: that's really what it comes down to. If if you want people to actually get into your movie, if you if you're if all you're looking for is just for to get people to come because they wanna see a whole bunch of shit happen on screen, which is clearly what these movies are. I mean, okay, keep making them. Whatever.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, they're going to keep making That's why they keep fucking making, like, <laughs> shitty horror movies. Mm-hmm. Shitty horror movies that you can make for, like, two mil are always going to make a fuck ton of money.
1: This was not made for two mil.
0: No, 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 no. But, <laughs> i I know saying... what you mean. I know... You get your return on investment. This, I don't know if this one's going to, but the other ones have made a fuck ton of
1: money. It just always bothers me because I feel like I don't know where they feel like, you know, it doesn't make sense for them to try and do... Good directing and good storytelling. Ta- because why put the effort in? But its is it really that much more effort? I get it, must be. Would it, like, uh, I mean, clearly they don't care about critical reception to these movies. No, they never they have.
0: Make a fuck ton of money. I think the first one was fairly, it wasn't like really well received, it was fairly right. well received.
1: Wouldn't it be nice, though, for one of these movies to not have a bottom-of-the-barrel Rotten Tomatoes score?
0: I don't think they care, though. Because even if it gets that score, people still fucking go.
1: I don't know. It just seems weird to me.
0: Well, it seems odd that you would waste all of that money. Right. But that's just the kind of director that Michael Bay is.
1: Why not put the nail in the coffin and actually make it a good story? A coherent story. I don't know.
0: No, but I I genuinely think that they just had a bunch of different. It's like that. Well, second there were
1: one. like fifty writers on this movie and a thousand editors. Yes. Um.
0: <laughs> no, the for the second one, the first one had like a coherent story. Mm-hmm. We told our story we wanted to tell. Leave it open for a sequel at the end. Got all your hallmarks of your big fucking franchise. Whatever. The second movie came out right after that writer strike. Mm-hmm. they had been planning the action sequences they weren't writing anything so they planned a bunch of big set pieces and then smushed them together and wrote a bunch of stuff like right at the ending at the end when like production was almost uh, pre-production was almost over was like, oh shit we gotta go film this movie <coughs> which is why you ended up with like an hour long sequence in like action sequence in Egypt at the end <laughs> Where Sam dies and goes to Transformer Heaven. Oof, that second movie. <sighs> yeah. Man. And it's, I'm almost on the cusp of being like oh, maybe you should go back and watch it to see no. if it's that bad. No. I would never go back. There's yeah. no reason. No, I could watch Fury Road twice in the time that it would take to watch that second Transformers movie. It's true. But so yeah, so that's gonna be uh, it for us for this one. Yeah. I think the next on the dock it'll be Spider-Man.
1: Uh, Probably, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I don't know that we have anything coming this week. I'd have to check the calendar, but I don't think
1: so. So, Spider-Man, and then what? What's after?
0: Like There's... The week after Spider-Man is Dunkirk and Valerian, City of a Thousand Planets, which I'm very intrigued Yeah, for. So, yeah. I don't know if we'll do a two for that weekend, or... Well, we'll figure something out. we got to see what's happening the weekend after. Maybe we can split it up that way, but... Right. I do definitely want to see both of those movies. Mm-hmm. And there's no way we're not going to see Spider-Man.
1: There was a trailer this week, or movie news, that we wanted to talk about.
0: It was Phil Miller and Chris Lord getting fired from,
1: um... Oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about that real, the real hot quick. From the Solo movie. Because I think this ties into what we were just talking about. Sure. So, uh, if... You are super nerds like us, and you know who those two guys are. Uh, I think it's
0: just if you know what Clone High is, right? um, You know those guys,
1: right? They're they're uh, obviously the guys behind Clone High,
0: Lego Movie, High Movie.
1: Um, They've executive
0: produced a bunch of stuff. They executive produced uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. uh, They're Uh, behind
1: Twenty One Jump Street, which was surprisingly. (laughs)
0: much better than it had any business right um these guys can i I don't think i've seen anything of theirs that i've been like oh that was bad um they did claudia with a chance of meatballs which is actually a pretty good movie
1: yeah these guys they're great we enjoy their comic sensibility right um and it it is true that they are definitely not mainstream directors Uh, And story writers, um, I think in terms of, like, thinking of it from a studio sense. No, I think that's fair. Um, So, you know, when they were brought on to do the Han Solo movie, I was actually really excited. I was jacked as hell. Um, I was like, okay, awesome. Like, this could be a really interesting take on it. And so, uh, a couple days ago, uh, Disney decided to remove them. Um, over creative differences.
0: And remove any interest I really have in seeing that movie.
1: Uh, and they replace them with uh, Ron Howard, who is a great director. Oh, sure. Um, I'm sure he will do a fine job, but I just... Don't care. Don't care. Um, I don't... I, I, you know, and just going off of what we saw with Rogue One, um, I'm just worried that this is going to be... A way too serious movie.
0: Well, no. What you have now is we're going to get a Star Wars movie every year until they stop making money, and that's fine. Eh.
1: I mean, it, it
0: will grow old. It's we're teetering on the precipice of right. growing old. I mean, I'm down with this new trilogy with right. the seven, eight, nine because mm-hmm. I loved six. No, I loved seven, and I'm really interested to see where they go with the next two.
1: But I'm interested in future story. I'm not... I don't need to... I was talking about this the other day with Pete. I don't need to know stuff in the past. Well, you don't like prequel stuff. Generally not. You've
0: said that on this before, where it's like I don't need... I don't need the reason why. I'm already here.
1: Right. If I like Han Solo already, I like Han Solo... Because of what I've seen before, I don't. I don't need to go. I don't need the shit before. I don't need the origins. Let's let's be honest. I mean, the way Han Solo is introduced in a New Hope, and you know they explain the character before that movie. Clearly, he's a horrible human being. Yes. I don't need to see that on screen.
0: Well, I think what you're gonna get is like when he met Chewie, and when he's like younger. I I don't know. I don't really. I yeah.
1: With the glowing high guys. Uh, I was all about. I was like, okay, at least this will have. Well,
0: have a little personality. A direction, per-
1: personality.
0: Not that Ron Howard doesn't inject personality into his movies. It's just he's there to do what the studio wants
1: him to do. That's that's what he's been hired to do. And that's fine. That's fine. I mean, he's it's going to be the Kathleen Kennedy show, with his name on it. Right, which
0: Basically. is fine. It Whatever. Is fine, but it was like what happened with when Edgar Wright left Ant Man. He had a very, because he's a director with a very distinct vision. Yeah. And it was, well, I'm not going to compromise that for the Marvel sequel machine.
1: Yeah. And I do, you know, I I do compliment directors who will say, you know, we'd rather go away than compromise. Because we can go make a movie we want to make. We would love to make the Star Wars movie. Fucking
0: Clone High movie. But. You know, because way, way I need to know what happened with Joan and JFK.
1: But we were we talking about earlier this week, you know, we, you know, that Variety article we read.
0: Because we read Variety. We read Variety. He <laughs> uh, was,
1: was, you know, they, they're they grabbing these quote unquote indie directors, putting him in the movie for indie cred, I guess and well, but then they're, they're completely controlling by the studio
0: with the interpersonal relationships and that kind of stuff right and then it's so oh, we have the cgi dude who knows how to fucking cgi the shit out of a movie right. and he's gonna handle that shit so, so you don't have to worry about so it so
1: in theory you really you have more uh you you've got like two sets of directors one who's doing uh in you know personal interactions and one who's doing scenes right and it's a weird way to do movies, I think.
0: Well, and I think it, you lose a lot of heart. You do. Because, like, Jurassic World
1: was just like, this is just the fucking...
0: This is the first movie done poorly.
1: Right. And, you know, uh, so far it seems to pay off for Hollywood, so we're going to keep getting
0: Well, it. because a lot of it is just your... It's all on a name now. And it's all... Like, this is the era of nostalgia. Right. You know, oh, you have nostalgia for Star Wars. You have nostalgia for Jurassic Park. That's why they're bringing back all these old Nicktoons. Just read today, we're getting a Rocco's Modern Life movie, and all the main cast is coming back. Which, let's be real, I will watch the shit out of because Rocco's Modern Life is amazing. But it's just it's disappointing that we get all of this older stuff. I mean, that's why we have the Transformers movies, right? It's nostalgia, and that's why you keep getting. I don't know if that's why people keep going or if it's just. I, I don't know yeah but it just feel like you're missing out on so much other stuff when it's just franchise 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 yeah and unfortunately I mean that's just a lot of what's out there now i think we've what have we done an original movie on this on this podcast yet i don't think we have
1: i don't think so
0: we've just mostly done you know the big sequels and The bigger movies. And I think as we get into, like, you know, the future of this, where we don't have, where there's weeks where we don't have something to go see, uh, you know, we can get into, you know, maybe some other stuff that we've seen, or Mm -hmm. just to kind of vary it up a little bit, because normally, this is the most we've been to the movies in a while. Yeah. So it does get to a point where it's like,
1: okay, we we need to watch something else. Right. So... Uh, so on that note, I think we will kill it. We we'll uh, cut we'll, it there. We're a little longer than we planned. Yeah, that usually happens. But um, at least it's so, not a school night. <laughs> uh, also, uh, just a couple announcements before we sign off. New to the uh, team, Puma Knife. The Puma
0: Knife production family.
1: Family. Uh, we have improvised weapons. I'm impressed you remembered the name. <laughs>
0: It's not that hard. It's not, but it's the kind of thing where I'd be like,
1: Um,
0: "Uh, let me look it up and give me a minute. uh,
1: Which is a uh, D&D podcast uh, by my good friend Sam and some friends of his in Vermont Um, that will be hitting the podcast station in the very near future. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, And I think that's about it for this week. I believe so. So... Uh, like
0: and subscribe, please. Like and subscribe. We never ask you guys to do that. The one person who listens to this podcast.
1: Like and subscribe. <laughs> please. And uh, if you uh, you can find us at Team Puma Knife on Twitter. And um, we have an email, too. But just tweet us. Just tweet us. Because I can't remember the email.
0: No, when we actually get, like, if we ever get viewership... Then we'll put an email out there. And you guys
1: can berate us for... Well, we have one. I just don't remember. Not
0: knowing the names of things. Well, we'll publicize
1: it then. Yes. All right. So, have a good night.
0: Have a lovely evening.
1: If it's evening when you're listening to this.
0: You can still have a lovely evening. It'll be evening at some point. No. And they can have a lovely evening in the future.